This is Everyday Wellness, Episode 12, There's No Shame in Healthy Aging with Maria Claps. I'm Dr. Kelly Donahue, clinical health psychologist, here with my co-host, Cynthia Thurlow, functional nutritionist and nurse practitioner. Let's get started. Welcome to Everyday Wellness. Wellness is the result of the decisions that you make every day. It's your mindset and the thoughts you believe. Wellness is the food you put in your body and the relationship you have with yourself and others. Wellness is your work and meaning. Join us on Everyday Wellness as we explore ways that you can choose wellness today. Welcome, welcome. We are fortunate today to have Maria Claps um, on today to talk about perimenopause and menopause. And she is a certified health coach, functional diagnostic nutrition provider, and mom to four boys. And since Kelly and I are mom to all boys ourselves, we feel a sense of camaraderie with you uh, immediately. Um, she received, after receiving inadequate health care that did nothing to address her perimenopause problems, she enrolled in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in order to heal her body. And after that, she pursued several hormone-centric trainings, including Dr. Sarah Gottfried's Practitional Hormone Training Program, I'd love to hear more about that, and the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Program uh, where she also trained with hormone scholar and scientist, Dr. Lindsay Berksum. She helps women all over the world with Dutch testing, gut health improvement, and lifestyle coaching. And when she's not facilitating her online community, she can be found at farmer's markets or in the kitchen creating recipes. So welcome. It's so wonderful to have you with us this morning. Oh, thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Great. Um, we'd love to hear more about how your health journey um, helped inspire you or spurned you to um, in turn, help other women kind of avoid some of the pitfalls that you found yourselves in or found yourself in. I, I would love to just hear more about how that kind of transpired. I know that it's it was several years ago, but I think it would be helpful for our listeners to be able to um, hear more about that. Oh, certainly. I, I actually really enjoy explaining it. It just kind of it, it reignites my passion when I speak about it and when I remember the care that I got, which was in a very well-known multi-published uh, doctor's office on Park Avenue in New York City because I was holistic and I was not going to go to the corner doctor where I knew that he would just most likely write me an Rx. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew that I wanted like a higher level of care. So I went into Manhattan, which is not unusual for me. Um, and I did a little bit of research, but not a ton on this doctor. I got there and I would just tell you the first thing that, and by the way, this was like December 26th that my appointment was day after Christmas mm-hmm. in New York city, because I was extremely desperate. Mm-hmm. Um, and the doctor I believe he was Jewish, so he didn't celebrate, and he had hours, and I was like, okay, let's go in, because I literally, like, the day before, threw myself on the floor in my bedroom, pounded my fist on the floor, and said, I just want to sleep, and my husband, I think, had never seen me so undone, so we <laughs> trekked into Manhattan, saw this doctor. One of the first things I got asked was, would you like a flu shot? <laughs> like, oh, <no>. what? <laughs> um, I thought you were holistic. And no, I don't want a flu shot. I want you to really help me figure out, not necessarily solve my problem, but sort of 
kind of co-create a solution for me. Help me figure out what's going on. Okay, so that was like the first little red flag. Um, and then I thought it was about 42. I, I was definitely perimenopausal. Didn't really quite know it at the time, but believe me, it was a fast education. Um, and I, I found out what it was. Um, and I got prescribed some estrogen, okay. some progesterone, um, I think maybe DHEA, tons of supplements, 50,000 IUs of vitamin D. Um, obviously, that was a once a week prescription, but still quite high. I wasn't given any explanation, any coach, coaching, any dietary change, and over $3,000 later for one visit. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, and that was actually the, because I don't have traditional health insurance, that was a reduced fee. Oh. Not joking. Wow. And I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, so I, so, so I would say that, the, oh, and I was actually for my, when I really needed it, I was prescribed um, clonopin as wow. well. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Right. So no coaching, no sleep hygiene, um, no let's look at what you're eating. And again, this was from a holistic center. So um, I stayed with him for a few months, but then when it was, you know, and I, I don't decry the fact that, you know, medicine is a business, that, that's okay. We're, you know, it's perfectly okay for doctors and, you know, clinicians to make a profit. I have no problem with that. I would have no problem paying the money I did mm -hmm. if I had gotten much better service and care and empathy. Um, so I stayed with him for a few months, but then add on to that the fact that it was $25 every time I wanted to, you know, kind of get a prescription again or have a quick question. And I just really lost interest pretty quickly. It was epic fail save one thing. It really motivated me to find answers mm -hmm. to my own problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more, Maria, about what your specific symptoms were? Sure. So like I said, um, threw my body on the floor, pounded because I wasn't sleeping. I was so frustrated. So I had really bad insomnia. I would say that was the hallmark, hallmark symptom of perimenopause for me. I mean, as we know, right, you know, it's so funny. I, now I speak with women. I spoke to a 42 year old the other day and she's like, I skipped my period and I thought I was pregnant. <laughs> I'm like, no, you're not pregnant. I mean, obviously you have to found out she wasn't pregnant. I wasn't in the bathroom taking the test with her. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh no, 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 that's so incredibly normal. So mm -hmm. that I, I had that, um, and I wasn't concerned about being pregnant either, but so there were there were the skipped periods, but the more like life impacting, you know, my life is not good right now was I'm not sleeping. Mm -hmm. um, my mood was tanking. Was my mood tanking because, you know, of the, the brain changes or was it not sleeping that I don't know, but my mood was changing and it was really pretty crummy. Um, and I started to put on a little bit of weight. Weight has never really been a major issue for me, but you know, I definitely did start to see my body changing. So sleep, mood, weight, I would say in that order. Yeah, and the, it's interesting because that's kind of become the, 
niche that I've fallen into with my own clientele. And, and I, I tell people all the time that, you know, unintended weight gain, the insomnia piece, but the insomnia will send everyone over the rails, uh, you know, not sleeping. I, I think my husband sometimes, you know, when I was still struggling with that myself, he would look at me like I was crazy. And I said, you don't understand your whole world when you don't sleep well is dismantled. You can't deal with things as well. And it impacts your, you know, so many other issues in, in your own personal life. You're not going to have um, you're not going to have the ability to uh, interact in a um, nice, calm, cool, collected manner, not only with the people you work with in your business, but with your family when you're feeling like you can barely, you know, string two sentences together. So I'm glad, I'm so glad that you questioned um, and actually had expectations for better care um, because that, you know, clearly that was the turning point for you in so many ways. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, true. Uh, and, you know, there's, Definitely the mood issues again. Like I said, I don't know if my mood issues were due to the changes in hormone levels or were, were they due to um, the insomnia, but it doesn't matter because I was in a pretty bad mood a lot and I do think it did have a lot to do with sleeping. So not only do we have those relational, um, you know, things that come about as insom from insomnia, but like after we also have insulin resistance can mm -hmm. develop from insomnia, inflammation can develop mm -hmm. from insomnia. So it has incredible like rippling effects on one's, you know, physical and emotional life for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, people that haven't previously had issues with either hypoglycemia or insulin resistance, all of a sudden, you know, they, they can't eat the way that they used to be able to, you know, a client said to me the other day, well, I used to be able to, you know, if I wanted to finish off a pan of brownies with my husband, I could do that over a weekend, but now I can't do that. And I said, oh yeah, all the whole game change play, everything changes in your forties. And certainly for those people that are impacted by perimenopause in their late thirties as well, um, you know, so many things start to change. You just can't consume process carbs the way they used to be able to on any level. I totally agree. And I think that takes a lot of women by surprise. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it kind of, I think most of the times it happens somewhat subtly and it just kind of sneaks up on you. Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, you just don't realize what's happening kind of when you just look, you know, if we could see the processes that were going on, right, yeah. in the body, yeah. we'd understand, but we don't really see them, right? And all of, it, all of a sudden, we've got, you know, some love handles and, mm -hmm. and, you know, we say things like, well, I used to be able to do this. And I think one of the first things that's really important for women to learn is that things do change. Yeah. You can entirely take control um, and you can be healthy, but it does take a little bit more work. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I just think it, it's, I think it's it, like really disingenuous to say that, you know, you're going to be able to, you know, eat that pan of brownies or just do whatever the heck you want or drink like you did in your 20s and 30s and, you know, just still have the life and the body and the health that you want. Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors and take about 20,000 breaths a day. The indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air, and in some circumstances, up to 100 times more polluted, according to the EPA. And did you know that air pollution is responsible for nearly 7 million premature deaths globally? So what's the solution? I want to introduce you to a product by Air Doctor that has captured the attention of established media outlets, 
like CNN, ABC, and more, Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so that your lungs don't have to. This includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses that have the potential to go on and make us sick. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day, breathe-easy, money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorrow.com and use code CYNTHIA. You'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 in value. Look at the special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code Cynthia. I absolutely love my air filters. They're an integral component to ensuring that the air that my family breathes in our home is as safe as possible. Mighty Maca is a superfood drink mix full of 30 plus natural ingredients. And it was formulated by Dr. Anna Kabeca during her healing journey. Mighty Maca Plus ingredients, which include nourishing ingredients like organic maca powder, turmeric, quercetin, broccoli, parsley, trans resveratrol, pomegranate extract, and more, were carefully selected for immune support to sustain energy, provide mental clarity, and improve recovery. It also tastes delicious. It supports healthy detoxification and alkalinity in the body, balances hormones, fights free radicals, and neutralizes lactic acid, all while increasing your energy and vitality. It helps improve your digestion and reignites your libido. It's a powerful superfood drink mix that needs to be part of your daily routine. And Dr. Anna is offering my listeners 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. That's 10% off your first per that's 10% off your first purchase by using the link DrAnna.com slash Cynthia. It's delicious and nutritious. Absolutely. Maria, you use the term on your website, you use the term life lifestyle redesign. And I think that might be what you're talking about here. Can you talk a little bit about what you mean by lifestyle redesign? Right. So I will give you one for instance. So um, women say when they get to be maybe in their mid-40s or their mid-50s, they have like the time and maybe even have the money. A lot of them are at the apex of their career and women like to socialize. What What do women like to socialize around? Probably wine wine and food. (laughs) Wine and cheese. And look, I'm, I'm not... I orbit in reality. I'm not here to tell anyone mm-hmm. to stop drinking uh, as a general rule, but I will tell you that's just lifestyle redesign. Instead of socializing around wine all the time, grab your girlfriends and go for a long walk in the park. And that is just an amazing way to, you know, get that girl time in, but it doesn't have to be around like rich food and drink. I so lifestyle, yeah, lifestyle redesign, I think it's important. Also, I think really at this age stage of the game, we really need a meticulous level of nutrition. And we, mm-hmm. we can, I believe in treats, not cheats. I hate that word. I hate cheat day. I think it's just bad way to look at things. You're not cheating, right. treating right. yourself. Um, but um, 
you, you have to be careful with how many of those treat days. And I think, so just a meticulous level of nutrition, um, doing the right type of exercise, changing expectations. Like I said, just, just, you, you can't, think that you can eat that pan of brownies like you're changing and your mindset and your everyday living has to change along with that if you want to be healthy if you want to be healthy if if you really want to be like you know women who I don't know about you ladies but sometimes I will just be like sitting in my car and you know waiting for my husband he's in Home Depot and there's a target right next door and like people are coming in and out and you see women that you might be say in their sixties and they've got like a really big belly. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they're not pregnant, right. right? So you know that that could be SIBO or mm-hmm. just you know, insulin resistance or metabolic syndrome. And, um, you know, so if you want, if you don't want to be that way, because that is, extremely commonplace and to to not look that way at 55 or 60 or even 50 but it it is like in that fifth decade that it does get really challenging um then you do the lifestyle redesign yeah and i think you don't want to spend your days going from you know one you know to the rheumatologist to the endocrinologist Mm -hmm. to the general practitioner you know to the gastroenterologist, you don't want to be bounced around and spend what should be the best years of your life in doctor's offices. You're going to do the lifestyle redesign. Well, and it's a, it's a really good point. I think, you know, one of the, my frustrations, you know, working in cardiology for 16 years as an NP was that over a period of time, and I would keep trying to have the conversations with my patients that, you know, what I don't want to do is put you on a statin. I really don't want to do that. So these are the things you need to kind of focus on. And I got to the point where irrespective of how old these patients were, they wanted the pill. They wanted what they perceived was a quick fix because they didn't want to change their diet and they didn't want to, you know, didn't want to exercise and didn't want to do the mindfulness stuff. And I really think you hit the nail on the head that, you know, in order to age gracefully and to age in a really, you know, quality of life way, you really have to make those changes. You have to, it's, it, you just can't get by, you know, in your twenties and thirties, you know, largely you, you have a huge um, ability to buffer a lot of what your lifestyle choices are and, and how you eat. And, you know, certainly in my forties, I've found that, you know, the bandwidth for that is very narrow. Um, that really, my husband thinks it's funny that I'm gluten grains and dairy free. And I said, that's the only way that my body really works well. And it's sad because I miss some of those things, but I feel so much better that I don't want to eat those things. But it's hard for clients and patients to wrap their heads around making those kinds of changes. But I think it's, I applaud you for having the courage to really say that because I think a lot of, you know, Western medicine trained providers, we were so pill focused that we don't think about the lifestyle piece, which is equally, if not more important for healthy aging. Oh yeah, I totally agree. I, I would say it is. It is. Uh, you know, it's can be hard to do. Mm-hmm. Like you said, gluten, grains, and dairy free. So my hat's off to you with that. Oh, oh it's, <laughs> uh, not, it's been a hard realization this summer. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. Um, but you, when you you get this return on your investment mm-hmm. and you feel great then, you know, it's maybe not entirely easy, but it definitely makes it a lot easier yeah, when you feel absolutely. 
You talk about meticulous nutrition. Can you give us a few more details on what that looks like? Obviously, it's individualized based on what's going on in a person's life and what their particular um, intolerances are. But just in general, what would that mean? Sure. So um, it's I'm going to sum it up in a word, and that's going to be vegetables. And <laughs> obviously, that's not the totality of it. But But I will tell you that almost everyone needs to eat more vegetables. Even my health conscious clients, they need to eat more vegetables. And, you know, we need to make uh, meat more of a condiment. I'm in my whole, you know, real, you know, unadulterated foods type person. I don't really, I won't label myself um, in terms of what I believe beyond that. But it's, it's really getting in vegetables. And if you, if you ladies have ever gone to the supermarket, on a Saturday night at say like eight or nine PM, and that's 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 a pretty sad place to be on <laughs> at eight or nine PM. But I'm telling you, it's pretty interesting. If you do go, you will see that there are no broccoli and no carrots left, mm-hmm. and that's because so. And those are two great vegetables. So I'm not putting them down at all. We should probably all eat more of them. But the fact that they're gone means that that is really all people eat, and we yeah. really need to out really need to branch out um go to a farmer's market try something different you know the internet is rife with um information on how to cook things you know what the value of things things is but you know just like we and our microbiomes our gut is always like it's always getting the same foods like we really thrive on diversity and especially diversity of greens i i speak to people that they have a spinach salad. Well, that's good, but that's not good all the time. Right. And that's certainly not good for your, like, people think, well, I can't do dairy, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do spinach because it's got calcium. Well, it's not really a great source of calcium. So meticulous level of nutrition, lots and lots of vegetables, um, really being careful with damaged fats. Um, so, you know, not having, uh, you know, processed fats and you know, seed oils, I'm not a fan of, but just keeping it to like butter, ghee, coconut oil, maybe some really carefully sourced lard. Sometimes I, I like to just fry some eggs in that, but really just watching the damaged oils. Um, and then being as meticulous as you can with how your animals are raised. If you, mm-hmm. if you're not vegan and you eat, I'm, I'm assuming you ladies are probably not vegan, right? No, I'm, no. I'm, I am definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I like the passion that you said. That. Yeah. Well, uh, well, well, you know, what? Um, it's, it's hard, Maria, because I think, um, and this is no disrespect to anyone who chooses that, that lifestyle, but I just think we are, we as human beings are meant to consume animal products. And I feel so strongly about it that um, I definitely have yeah. to turn people away because I just, I can't work in that sphere. Um, I, I refer them on to people who can, but, and, I'm, and yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just think it's too hard on our hormones to not consume those two foods. And Kelly, I'm sure you probably agree. Yeah, absolutely. I played with being vegetarian, so not completely vegan, but vegetarian for a while thinking that all meat was bad and, you know, low fat was good back in those days, the um, early nineties mm-hmm. and was not feeling well. And when I listened to my body and started eating meat again, it was like, wow, I'm alive. This is so great. <laughs> so I think your body can tell you the answers a lot of times if we're just willing to listen. Oh yes, I totally agree. And yes, so many 
broken enzymatic processes in a long-term vegan diet for sure. But yeah, so in terms of so sourcing your your animal products, you're really clean because we're not just what we eat, we're what we eat, ate, or I don't know, I might be getting that. We no, are great. what our animals ate. So like what they eat is important. You know, we get trace amounts of whatever they ate. Um, and it's just better for the environment as well. And plus, you you know, you get to support, you know, small farmers that really are environmental stewards of the land. So, um, you know, I realize not everyone can do that. But I live 45 minutes outside of Manhattan. I live in New Jersey. And about 10 miles from me, there's a like a local uh, farmer. He has seven children. So I love supporting him. Um, he raises the cows and the chickens and the pigs naturally completely antibiotic free um super happy to support them so like getting that type of meat um if you're going to consume meat is i think important doing the best you can with that because mm -hmm. um, i i realize that there's this aspect of the psychosocial aspect to health that sometimes i think we leave out which is you know I, I say a meticulous level of nutrition and i believe in that but if you're out and you can't have that then you're probably going to be just fine because, yeah. yeah, right? Because we don't want to get so crazed about it that we create more stress and more cortisol. Exactly. Well, and it's interesting. I don't know if, if you ladies feel the same way, but, you know, I will find that because we eat at home so much that when I go out to eat, oftentimes, even if I'm just having, you know, protein and some vegetables, inevitably it's been cooked in something that I know, I, you know, I'll go home and I'll just feel different. And so it kind of reinforces why we enjoy going to the farmer's market and why we enjoy, you know, cooking at home so much because we can control a lot of what goes on. But I agree with you, you know, food is meant to be savored and enjoyed. And in no way do I want to communicate to anyone that's listening that we don't want you to go out and enjoy a good meal. We absolutely want you to, um, but really focus when you're at home and you can control what's going on, focus on good quality ingredients. It makes a big, big difference. And I love that you have that personalized relationship with that farmer. I guess I've been watching your social media posts and seeing, um, you know, seeing your post today about uh, acknowledging how hard it is to farm in crummy weather. <laughs> oh, today was not fun. <laughs> yeah, well, I can imagine. Yeah, felt good to on my word though. So yeah. yeah. So, Maria, you talked about uh, variety and quality in our food, especially our meat. What other recommendations do you give to women beyond nutrition for kind of going through this, this transition period in their life? A great deal about our focus on everyday wellness is on supporting gut health. And one of my new favorite ways to recommend to family and friends and even clients is to consider colostrum. And so Equip Foods has an amazing product that helps to improve immunity and gut health and recovery. And each scoop contains grass-fed, pasture-raised, antibiotic-free colostrum. And if you're wondering what colostrum is, it's a nutritional powerhouse that serves as the first source of nutrition for mammals in nature. It's been shown to enhance immune function, gut health, and recovery with vital nutrients such as lactoferrin, growth factors, and prolon-rich polypeptides. Colostrum is a natural milk-like fluid produced by mammals immediately following delivery of the newborn. And while colostrum is a dairy product, it does not contain milk or lactose. So most people with lactose intolerance usually find colostrum very easily digestible and beneficial to gut health. You can use one scoop a day. You can mix it in things like coffee, 
or mix it in shakes or even yogurt or even some of your baked food recipes. As I mentioned, it has a lot of health benefits, including research demonstrating the improvement in a reduction in inflammation, promoting good gut flora, and supporting restoring leaky gut to normal permeability. And what I love best is that Equip Foods is very ethically focused. Their cows are humanely raised and ethically treated, and cows produce an excess of colostrum when nursing. So only after their babies get what they need are they able to source the excess colostrum for use in their products. There is three grams of colostrum in each scoop and one serving in comparison to main competitors has just one gram. And research demonstrates that this dose of three grams actually promotes more benefits to gut health, immune function, recovery, and vitality. So if you'd love to take care of your health, you can go to www.equipfoods.com slash Cynthia20 to get 20% off your first order. That's www.equipfoods.com slash Cynthia20. You definitely want to check this out. Just as you carefully choose the cut of meat or freshness of produce that you cook at home, you should carefully choose chemical-free cookware that provides a healthy and safe cooking experience. The materials in 360 cookware are safe, sustainable, and of the highest quality. Their cookware is 100% free from any toxic chemicals as the company produces quality stainless steel cookware and bakeware without added chemicals, and all are manufactured in the United States. It's also the leading manufacturer that equips kitchens with cookware and bakeware that are free of all of the toxic chemicals and coatings, including PFAS, Teflon, and ceramic. And the best thing is that when used properly, the product's construction provides nonstick properties in a product that can be passed down through generations. Go to www.360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. Again, that's 360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. We've been using their products over the last several months and have really been pleased with not only the durability, but ease of cleanliness. Well, one of the things that, well, okay, so one of the things I like women to focus on that I work with is living a daily detox lifestyle um, because, you know, I, I believe detox is super important and I believe it probably even needs to go mainstream, but I also, you know, I don't believe detox is like just drinking, you know, doing a juice fast. I, I think that there are some, you know, practices that you can do. So there's defined detox and then there's just like living a daily detox lifestyle. And that's going to be, um, that's going to be like, well, looking into your personal care products and making sure they don't have phthalates and parabens. And then it's going to be getting rid of nonstick cookware, and it's going to be, you know, if you can afford it, get a water filter, if you, a whole house water filter. Mm-hmm. Um, they say we get like more chlorine just, just showering than, than even drinking, which I find hard to believe, but that's what I've read. Um, and then if, if you can't do that, then at least get like a countertop or even a Brita or just one of the units. Like I have an Aqua True. I have a, a whole house water filter, but I have an Aqua True as well. Um, and, so daily detox lifestyle and then maybe doing some you know, like gentle daily supplements like Pectisol C mm-hmm. or um, 
maybe like once or, you know, a few days out of each month, you can do some charcoal. So daily, daily detox practices, you know, I've been ramping this up over the past few years. So just about three years ago, I got the whole house water filter. About two years ago, I got a, a pretty portable uh, sauna at home. So if you can do sauna, either buy one or, you know, get one in the gym. Like sweating, actually, we detox through a sweat. Um, mm -hmm. lose minerals as well, so that has to be replaced. But so, the you know, there's, there's different levels of, of living a daily detox lifestyle. So I think that's important because when we don't detox our estrogen, um, and, it, and it can, you know, build up and, you know, form the wrong type of metabolites, then that's, you know, that's just not healthy. So... Absolutely. I'm curious, as the mom of all boys yourself, um, how do your boys feel about your lifestyle? Are they supportive? Um, are they on board with it? I mean, I'm just curious. Obviously, your your boys are are a little bit older than ours, but um, just curious if they're how how supportive they are of your efforts and your perspectives. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, um, you know, they went through the phase where I would find um, all we we live really close to a a um, chain drugstore like they can walk in five minutes so I used to find wrappers of um, you know all candies in, in the garbage <laughs> scattered throughout the house and um, they went through the phase where they liked McDonald's and you know they would bring home sodas and stuff like that so now though they're 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 pretty health conscious, surprisingly. So, so I really believe, and my kids are all in their twenties, and I really believe that um, you you put in the work and the example in in pretty much anything. But you know, health is a pretty important value to my husband and I. So, you know, they do. They they work out. Um, they even my 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 eldest son is twenty six, and I would say he's probably the least health conscious of everyone, but. I had like organic eggs and non-organic eggs and he said, Hey mom, I want you to make me the organic too. So um, that was great. And I have one child who actually now instructs his father on the bad foods that his dad is eating, which I is funny because my husband is, um, could be a little bit more health conscious, although he, he is, but he, he likes his treats a little bit more than he should. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So my boys have really, pretty much gotten on board, which is really thrilling to see that. Oh, that's so great. And what a great model that you've set for them. And, you know, kind of thinking about the social support aspect, can you talk about the importance of going through this with other women, whether that's in your community or groups that you seek out? Yeah, that's a, that's a really great thought. And that is, um, I, so what, what I focus on is really this kind of perimenopause into menopause change. So like forties, fifties, like women, even up into, into their early sixties. And you know, it's, I feel like it's still very hush hush, um, about say women, uh, changing, like their hormones are changing, their bodies are changing. You know, some of them know, really know what's going on. Some of them don't. Um, but like, so let's just take like this idea of being, you know, menopausal. So you're not fertile anymore. And um, you've, you know, we've been kind of made to feel maybe it's just because you know, all the magazines feature, you know, beautiful, thin 20 something models or actresses 
all the advertisements do. You know, we kind of all know that, you know, except for Meryl Streep, like Hollywood actresses don't get jobs after they're a certain age. So I really feel like aging has um, almost, almost kind of like a little bit shameful. I mean, not, yes. I don't think it is, but it, that's sort of like the general kind of construct of how people think it is. So I think it is really important to seek out support. And that's actually really my passion is, is really coming around women and forming support and being like, Hey, like, this is okay. And, you know, we should support each other. And it's like perfectly okay to speak about it. So I, I think sometimes I, I actually wonder if I overshare on social media, but I will actually say sometimes, hi, I'm raising my hand, I'm menopausal, and I can help you, and here's what you can do, and I'm doing okay, but I wasn't doing okay, and let me support you. And it's like, I see very few people like doing that. Yeah. Um, I don't see a lot of support for, I will just say menopausal women. You yeah. know, it's like everyone wants to work with, or, you know, or it's just like sexy to, hey, let's just, focus on essential oils or let's just focus on this or that and it's there's just not a lot of support for the the trials and tribulations that you know that late mid to late 40s into the early 50s just that transition so that's really my passion is is supporting women and and you know sometimes I do teach them in groups and I do encourage women to um, get the support that they need no, I 100% agree with you. Uh, this is kind of a funny segue into what I was about to to talk about, but um, I have a, a you know a reoccurring um, connection with a local um, a local TV affiliate, and every time, every single time, I pitch ideas. I always pitch at least one about perimenopause or menopause. There's, and it might be that it maybe it's the context of what I want to talk about. But I just feel like there are so few people talking about perimenopause and menopause that people don't know what to do with it. It makes them uncomfortable. Um, I 100% agree with you. And I think your message is so important because it gives people hope. You know, much like I say to women that are my own age, I want to be a beacon of hope because I think many women get into their 40s and just throw in the towel. And, and it's these limiting beliefs. You're X age. So why should you complain about 15 pounds of weight gain? Um, I, I just think that there are better ways to live out, you know, the the second half of our lives um, without feeling fearful, without feeling like you're invisible, without feeling that you're not important. Um, and yet, you know, the one thing I really appreciate about the stage of life that I'm kind of falling into is that everyone's children are getting a little older. So women are getting a little more interesting again. You know, for many years, we're hunkered down by being mom, you know, first and foremost, and then our kids get a little more independent and you have a little more time to invest in your relationships with other women, uh, a little more time to invest in interests that you have. Um, and I, I do feel that there's a lack of um, good information, positive information, helpful information about this very um, kind of, you know, interesting next phase of our lives. And, and in fact, I did, I got on Amazon just out of curiosity, how many books about perimenopause and menopause? Very few. Tons about sexuality and tons about trying to get pregnant and fertility. There's a lot of focus there, justifiably so, about the fertility piece. Right. Um, but there's a lot less about the rest. And so, you know, very clearly, I think, you know, our generation has the ability to enact a tremendous amount of change as, you know, we recognize that our, our bodies are living longer. You know, we, you know, hopefully we're living well and living longer because the quality of life is huge and very important. Uh, but I think we have the ability to enact a lot of change. And I, I think a lot of women feel very invisible. That's certainly what, excuse me, what I hear from 
quite a few of the female clients I have is that they hit a certain age, insert whatever age that is, and they suddenly felt invisible that the physicians or the healthcare providers they were talking to weren't really interested in talking about, um, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, vaginal dryness or hot flashes. It's not a sexy topic. It's not a fun topic, but they want to talk about all the other things. So um, I keep sharing your story, Maria, because it's certainly, uh, it's certainly going to inspire a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you. That's, that's when I did. So the, the summit that I did that you, you know about still mm-hmm. stunning after 40, like I had a tremendous amount of feedback from mm-hmm. it. Tremendous. And I just, I, I know, like I went through, I know that women feel somewhat unheard um, by society, by their physicians. And, you know, I'm not putting all physicians down by any means. There are certainly great ones out there. And I have a great one myself. I had to fly across the country to see her. <laughs> so I, you see how motivated I am. <laughs> but um, generally women don't feel, don't feel heard. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, my passion is just to just to bring this healthy aging you know healthy change of life out into the open as as are you which I'm so happy to see you doing that yeah no well fellow wellness warriors uh, for sure but yeah I'm grateful that uh, social media there's so many negative things about social media but there's also lots of wonderful things that it brings like-minded people together and since we share the you know the New Jersey roots uh, that makes it even better cool Maria, we like our guests to end uh, wrap things up by telling our listeners two things that they could do to improve their everyday wellness. So from your perspective, what would those two things be? Okay. Um, so everyday wellness would be don't assume. Okay. So again, if you're a woman and you're kind of in your 40s, 50s, don't assume that you can run around all day taking care of everyone else's needs. You might be still making lunches. You may have small children. You might be working for a demanding boss. You may have a demanding job. You know, run around all day and then just plop into bed and think that you're going to be able to fall asleep. Now, some women may not have a problem with that. And if that is you, I'm a little envious. But, um, <laughs> for, you know, most women... Um, are going to need like a real kind of calm down routine because what happens is a lot of us, our cortisol rises at Mm -hmm. night if we catch a second wind and that makes it hard to fall asleep. So taking that hour or two before bed to just go into chill out, that doesn't mean you have to meditate for an hour or two or even meditate at all, but just really start to kind of think maybe lower the lights, don't check email, don't, you know, do any stressful discussions with anyone, maybe read. Um, I know personally when I watch uh, TV that kind of gets my, I don't know, gets me a little bit, uh, my adrenaline flowing, like I actually have a hard time falling asleep. So I think just realizing that you may, you know, you might have been able to do that again when you were younger and you may not be able to do that now. Um, And then I would say, um, don't, let yourself get dehydrated. I think, you know, I, again, I'm working all day and I sometimes will find myself at like two o'clock. Wow. I just had like a cup of tea in the morning and I've had, maybe I've had a smoothie, but I've had no other liquids. So I just think being mindful about that. And I'm not going to kind of give that time-worn advice of drinking eight cups a day, but like just check your energy at that energy drop time, which is 3 or 4 p.m. And if you like look back and all you've had was coffee or tea, 
right, and nothing else, maybe a little bit of water because you took your supplements, you might be a little dehydrated. That's going to show up on your skin and your energy and your fatigue levels. So, Oh, that's so go. true. So true, especially that we're recording almost at that time and we're probably feeling a little <laughs> bit of that slump. So thank you so much. And, you know, for people who really resonate with your message, how can people learn more about you and learn about your programs and work with you? Oh, thank you. So um, my website is mariaclaps.com and that's C-L-A-P-S. Dot com, so mariaclaps.com. And on my site, I have a understanding hormone testing. Um, it's like a one pager. It's really concise and it details like the four different methods of hormone testing and, you know, the approximate price and the verdict, whether it's recommended or not recommended. And I made this in this sheet in conjunction with a, with a, holistic OBGYN. So I got his seal of approval on it. I just like, like to do that. Um, and so they can download that. And, and I only say that because like women, you know, in this stage of their life, they're often thinking about like, should I get my hormones tested? There's a lot of uh, misinformation and old information and outdated information on Google. So this is really up to the moment, well-researched, OBGYN holistic approved and that you can get at mariaclaps.com. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you for carving out a little bit of time out of your afternoon to speak with us. Oh, it's, I, I love it. So um, as you can see, I'm, I'm pretty verbose and can be opinionated. So thank <laughs> you so much for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find out more about Cynthia and her work at chtwellness.com. And you can find out more about Kelly and her work at everydaytherapist.com. In addition, if you have questions for us or topics you'd like us to address, please email us at everydaywellnesspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, be well.